0: Hey Hero Maker, here at Marketing Made Simple, we are always looking for ways and dreaming up new ways to make this podcast more valuable for you, to help you create marketing that is easy and works. So heading into this new year, we want you to tell us what you've loved, what's worked, and what you want more of so we can make future episodes of Marketing Made Simple podcast even better. So go to storybrand.com survey, and tell us what you've loved and how we can make things better. So go to storybrand.com slash survey and help us make the podcast even
1: better. The podcast Create Like the Greats hosted by Ross Simmons is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals just like you. It's a brand new show to the HubSpot Podcast Network and you'll get an in-depth analysis of some of the greatest creations and creators of all time in each episode. Find insights into what it takes to create things that last, stories that spread, and ideas that move people for decades to come. Here's a great episode to check out first, how Masterclass built a $2.8 billion ed tech empire in seven years. If you're like me, you've probably wondered how Masterclass disrupted the ed tech industry. And in this episode, you'll hear Masterclass's success story and how they went from being just an idea to having the biggest names on board. Never miss a deep dive conversation on the creative process that went into building amazing companies and brands and listen to Create Like the Greats wherever you get your podcasts.
0: On today's episode, we are talking to MarTech podcast host, Benjamin Shapiro, who has launched multiple podcasts and even has a podcast network and has helped podcasters around the world get started and launch their podcast to wider audiences. Today, he will give you some amazing tips that you can start using immediately to launch your podcast and make your dream a reality. hero makers welcome to the marketing made simple podcast powered by story brand and brought to you by the hubspot podcast network where we believe your marketing should be easy and it should work i am your host dr jj peterson and i am joined by my co-host april sunshine hawkins hi april
1: hi jj hey hero maker
0: April, think back to when we started this podcast. Can you remember now it's been, you know, a couple of years and isn't that crazy? It's (laughs) so crazy.
1: I love it. Oh my goodness. This is one of my favorite parts of my job.
0: (laughs) No, it's so fun. But what were some of the things and I haven't, we didn't prep for this. So I'm just asking you on the spot. What were some of the things that you were most nervous about when starting your, this Mm. podcast?
1: Well, I mean, to be very, very honest, Imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. comes Mm -hmm. in, even though I had had five years of story brand experience, yet still that little inner voice going, I don't know, April, (laughs) can you get in front of the microphone and be a voice for for the people in this medium that you love so much because podcasting is my favorite. I love it more so than social media, more so than uh, watching TV even a lot of the time. It is how I consume specifically my nonfiction material. And so it was just such an honor and exciting thing, but I was really nervous about it. What
0: What about you? I had no fears. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you had been doing this for a, quite a long time. You'd already had an amazing tr- track record <laughs> with the Building a Story Brand podcast with Don forever ago. Of course, I've just learned so much from both of you. But yeah, what were some of the things that you were thinking of as we were starting the Marketing Made Simple podcast?
0: For me, it was really about can we add value in this space, right? That I think for a lot of people, when they're getting ready to start a podcast or they have a dream about a podcast, they deal with exactly what you were talking about, about kind of some imposter syndrome a little bit, and then also a little bit about like, what do I add to this space? And, you know, a mentor of mine one time told me that, like, because I was getting ready to write a book and... I was like, I just don't know if I'm adding anything new to this world. And he said to me, you're not, you're not going to say anything new, just so you know, you're not going to say anything new, but you're going to say it in your voice, which is new and your voice and your perspective brings something new to the table. And so you want to stand strong in that and go, nobody else has my perspective. Nobody else has my view on this space. So be strong in that, you know? And I think a lot of people out there have said to me, I'd love to start a podcast and I hear. I know that there are a lot of people who want to start a podcast and it can feel really overwhelming for multiple reasons. You know, one that you don't know, like, can I add to this space? What's the commitment going to take? How do I get things started? And so a lot of times because of all of those fears or just unknowns, it might not even be fear. You're just like, I just don't even know how to get started. Then we don't do it. And the reality is that there are so many amazing people out there who have amazing expertise like you. I had no fear about you coming into this space (laughs) at all. So you have such an amazing perspective and have such a great voice that there's so many people like that out there that I think have the ability to not only start a podcast, but bring a ton of value through those podcasts to the world. And so today, what we wanted to do is we actually wanted to bring on one of our marketing crushes. (laughs) That's right.
1: (laughs) So I cannot wait, Hero Maker, for you to hear how to actually get your podcast off the ground and Make your dream a reality. Let's not wait any longer. Let's hear from Benjamin Shapiro from the MarTech Podcast in his interview with JJ.
0: Benjamin Shapiro, I am so excited to have you on our podcast. Um, whether you know this or not, I don't know if we told you this, but the series that you're in is called Our Marketing Crush. And so it's we're bringing on people who we have marketing crushes on. And you, know, you have built, dare I say, empire, but we'll say a broad reach through podcasting and love your podcast, Martech Podcast, and love the fact that you started Martech As a way to get leads for your marketing consulting business, and then it kind of blew up and turned into (laughs) something much more than that. Tell me about this, like the genesis of the podcast and how it's gotten to where it is today.
2: Uh, I'll start off by saying I'm not sure we're quite to empire status, (laughs) but I appreciate the kind words and I feel Uh, the same way. Let me say
0: that. Let me say that about you.
2: You're you're too kind, (laughs) and the feeling is mutual. So. In terms of our story, you know, I wish it was as thought out as it may seem because of how the podcast has grown, but I was running a kind of middling consulting practice where, you know, it was a nice living for me, but it wasn't quite going anywhere. And I was doing, you know, personal networking. I was reaching out to the people I was connected on LinkedIn, who I already had relationships with, to hire me to do a couple of different things in marketing, brand development and marketing strategy. And I realized that I was coming towards the end of the rainbow and there wasn't a pot of gold. I had reached out to all of my LinkedIn connections and I just needed to meet more people. And so I started the MarTech podcast as a way to interview people that I thought would be good potential clients. I was focused on growing the audience for the first three months, and I was outpacing my goals. And then at six months, it was a real audience. And at 11 months, we had hit 10,000 downloads per month. And I decided to try to sell some advertising because I just wanted to see if it would work And we sold $25,000 of ads in our first month. And I said, okay, I guess I'm done consulting now. I'm going to go be a podcast host. And so the actual original intent for the MarTech podcast to be a way for me to raise my profile and find consulting clients failed. Um, But the show grew fast enough that it ended up being... Uh, monetizable through uh, our sponsorship program, which has evolved over the years. And we've now spun out a couple of different podcasts using the infrastructure that we've built. Um, and they are kind of going into the podcast space more than I'm actually doing consulting anymore. So everybody might say, wow, that's an amazing story. It actually started <laughs> with an abject failure of not figuring out how to get people from the podcast into my pipeline for consulting when you were talking, there were a number of
0: different questions that came up in my mind that I wanted to ask you about as we kind of walk through this. So for our listeners, who many of them are just getting started with podcasting, what are some things that you would just challenge them right at the beginning of getting their shows up and going? What are some, maybe one or two things that you would just challenge them to think about or prepare for as they're getting ready to launch their podcasts?
2: The first thing I'd think about is the commitment that you're taking on. Have you heard the term pod faded? No. What's that? Okay, so pod faded. You do seven episodes and you realize podcasting is hard and you fade away from doing it, right? Like (laughs) there's thousands of pod faded shows. I've got five of them, you know, where like I I tested a podcast and and then it didn't work. And, you know, we moved on. So I think that understanding how much work it takes and how much consistency you need to produce an effective podcast. The expectation I try to set for people is... It's an organic growth channel, and you should think about it the same way you would think about cultivating an organic social following or building a, a blog, you know, a content marketing strategy. Like, those are not, I wrote a blog post and now I'm internet famous because I wrote a bunch of words or Google starts ranking my content. You need to publish consistently with a focus targeting an audience that wants to hear what you have to say. I think that you just have to be understanding that your first phase of podcasting is really figuring out what you want to say what the format of your show is and getting comfortable as a podcast host then once you start figuring that out you're out you're building your audience you're not thinking about monetization you're not really thinking about you know scale you're just trying to understand of the people that found my podcast you know are they listening to it is this show good then once you get to that point, you have to start thinking about how do I find other people that are interested in my content? And then maybe you're thinking about the monetization hook. So like, I wouldn't be measuring the total business impact of producing a podcast in the first quarter, maybe the second quarter, you're getting to the point where you're like, the show is big enough, because we're thinking about growth that we're starting to feel like, you know, our sales team is saying people heard about the podcast, but just, you know, be aware of how much time and effort it takes to cultivate an organic growth channel. You know, podcasting is not any different than any other organic growth channel, other than, you know, it's awesome and you use your ears to consume it.
0: <laughs> I think that's so huge. And I hope what that does for listeners is kind of take some of the pressure off. I, I would say it takes a few dozen shows to even figure out who you are as a podcaster and what the show should be. And and it once you start putting it out there, you realize what pieces connect with your audience. You realize what pieces connect with you, maybe your co-host, how all that works together. You start to then go, oh, this is who we are. Yeah. (laughs) But you're not going to walk in day one and have that. Even you you may walk in with an idea and that could all change by episode three. And I think that's completely okay. Here's my pro tip.
2: Don't publish your content until you have 10 episodes recorded. And, and that's for twofold. One, you'll basically be a good podcast host after recording your 10th episode um, and you're sort of figuring it out for the first couple. Very few people are going to listen to your first couple episodes. So it's fine to have a couple of warts on the first ones or have them be a little awkward because you know those aren't going to be your best pieces of work and they're going to have the smallest listenership because you're just starting. It also allows you to be multiple weeks ahead of your publishing schedule. You don't want to be focused on recording the podcast that you're publishing this week. Because if you're always in that immediate like record, go hurry up and publish, you're never going to have the time to think about distribution, coordinating with your guests, getting them to talk about their experience, uh, marketing the show. At the end of the day, you know, we're very, very pro advertising when it comes to podcasting. Like we buy a lot of media to promote our shows and that's how we scale our audiences Um, And so we are investing capital into building our audience so we can go have a large enough audience to hopefully sell to advertisers. But if you're so busy producing and editing the content yourself, and you're kind of on that treadmill of like, hurry up, find somebody to be our guest. Okay, record. Okay, we got to publish. And you're always just working on this week's content. You're never going to have the time to market the show, and it's never going to grow, and it's never going to be worthwhile. At the end of every
0: year, I like to pause and just reflect on the year and think about all the different areas of my life that went great and areas in my life that I'd like to change and actually make better. Like maybe there were areas that I kind of wasted time on or spent too much time kind of working on something that didn't really move my business forward. And I bet you feel the same way because no matter what 2022 was like for you, I'm sure that preserving your time and energy and resources is something that has become even more more important for you. Well, HubSpot really helps you do all of that. HubSpot is an all-in-one CRM platform that helps you and your team do your best work. That's because it's a powerfully connected system that doesn't leave you with the time sucking management and mind-boggling costs of multiple solutions. HubSpot is easy for your entire team to use so that you can spend more time providing value where it matters most to your customers. Learn how HubSpot can help your business grow better and and get a special offer of 20% off all eligible plans at HubSpot.com slash MMS. And now, back to the show. You said that you started the podcast to get leads. And I feel like when I talk to people... There are really two reasons why people do start podcasts, and I would almost say should start podcasts. One is to get leads. So it kind of positions them in the marketplace as a leader so that they can get more business. Or to do ultimately what you landed on doing is monetizing the podcast. So you either make money for your business or your podcast becomes your business and you monetize through that. Those seem to me like two of the primary reasons. If somebody who's listening to this right now is like, I want to start a podcast, I would say to them, if you're going to start a podcast, you need to be thinking in one of these two directions. What, What are your thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, I think of it as awareness. Um, is really the goal for brands to start podcasts Um, and you get some direct response action over time but that's the result of any awareness channel right when more people are aware of you then when they're in market they're going to find you but it's really hard to do the attribution to figure out what the value of a podcast is. So, you know, I think that a lot of brands are starting to think about, well, you know, we need to go be creators. We need to, every company is a media company. If I hear that one more time, I'm going to (laughs) puke. But it's true. Like you need to go create content and be where your consumers are and talk about the things that they want to hear and the places that they're looking for them. I don't think that's, you know, anything that's groundbreaking. The problem with podcasting and the beauty of podcasting is it's in your ears and it doesn't require a screen to consume content. And so you have the ability to have people passively consume more long form content. And so that's great for getting a lot of depth of message, but it's hard to get people from their ears to their screens. You know, I think of the goal of producing a podcast for a brand in the sort of traditional way is like you got to think of it as an awareness channel and kind of like a community. You're building a, an audience of people that you're going to own the conversation with, but you're going to have a hard time figuring out if they're getting to your website or if they're you know, taking an action that's directly driven from the podcast. Pro tip here, the best way to figure out if a podcast is impacting your business is a post sign-up form hey, thanks for signing up for our newsletter or thanks for scheduling a demo. How did you hear about us? And what you'll find is that podcasts disproportionately will show up and it's a much higher proportion of podcasting will influence the purchase decision and be recognized by your consumers more than what you'd be able to capture with like a last touch attribution. Like, did they click on the show notes and then get to my website to get to the demo form? The other way to think about podcasting, you know, you, you mentioned, well, sometimes it becomes the business. You know, if you're building a media property you need to find ways to monetize that content. And often people think, well, advertising, and that's, you know, expect a 25 to $50 CPM. If you're having somebody else sell your advertising, you need a really big show to make a $50 CPM worth the time it takes to produce a real podcast. And real quick, CPM for our listeners is? Cost per thousand, which, you know, Let's make it even more confusing, <laughs> but that's cost per thousand downloads in uh-huh. podcast terms. Uh-huh. Um, so when you get a thousand downloads and you're putting ads in them, every thousand downloads is $50. We've really focused on kind of bridging the gap between the awareness effects and demand generation for businesses um, by using data and being able to retarget the people that listen to a podcast so if somebody heard your podcast we can then present an ad or an offer to them that they heard in the podcast so when they're off the treadmill and they get back onto their phone and they're on linkedin or they're you know clicking around the web they then see the ad and can click it. And then you could figure out if they got into your funnel. So that's kind of like our value prop for the brands that we work with is we bridge the gap between awareness and demand. But for the podcasters who are like, I want to make money off my podcast. If you have somebody else sell your inventory, you're going to get less money for it and they're going to sell it at a lower rate. So you need a huge show or you need to sell it direct and, you know, find other services that you can include. So, Yes, I'm going to charge you for ads, but I'm also going to offer you know advertorial content and charge you a speaking fee. Um, you know, we're going to include you in our newsletter. I'll show up at your event, what have you. Like, there's other services that you can provide to sell to potential sponsors, and those are things that we've tested and kind of tried to figure out over the years as we've been selling our own inventory.
0: Most of our listeners are probably not building a media property where they're going to, I mean, they may go out and be speakers and sell advertising on their podcasts, but most of our listeners are using their podcast to raise awareness and get leads for their business. You know, they're, they're doing it in that space. And so I love the suggestion of having some kind of form that after they have clicked into your funnel or they've purchased a product that you ask how they heard about you. And just so you know, is the podcast doing what we want or offering a specific lead generator from the podcast, like giving them a direct ask. And then the retargeting, I think is huge. Figuring out and hiring somebody like you or somebody who does that work to be able to retarget the audiences in order to get them into your sales funnel. Because really podcasts take a lot of time when it comes to editing and they're a lot of fun, Like we we wouldn't do it if they weren't fun. I enjoy it. Yeah. And we get to talk to people who we admire and want to learn from. So they're really fun, but they're also for your business, a lot of work and require editing and require thought and planning. And if you're not putting that effort in to really grow awareness so that you grow your business, then I think you're actually putting your efforts in the wrong space.
2: We might actually be missing maybe the most important point here, not to bury the lead, when I started podcasting, my original intent was to get the people that I was interviewing to have a relationship with me. And surprisingly, the you know the audience grew. And then I started to think about monetizing the audience because it was large enough. But there is immediate value up front in building relationships. So if you have credibility and you're looking for ways to build your network, then podcasting is valuable from day one. It's funny, you know, using our infrastructure, we say that you can build a daily podcast with four hours a week, and that's two hour-long interviews that we get two and a half episodes out per interview. So that's five episodes per week. It's an hour of time with me to do our content planning and an hour of prep. That's for your four hours a week what we've heard from the people that were producing podcasts for our content as a service clients is that they get as much value out of doing the interviews as they do from like the business results from the podcast where, you know, our, uh, Doug Bell is the CMO of lean data. It's a sales lead routing technology, a B2B SaaS product. And from doing the podcast, he's made networking contacts that have been equally value as, you know, the the attribution that they've been able to get from the podcast in the first five months. And so, you know, the feedback that Doug has been giving me is like, I love doing these podcasts. I'm learning so much. I understand my industry and the sort of people that I work with and their mindset, and it's influenced how we do our marketing internally.
0: I I love that because I find that to be so true. I mean, the people that I've interviewed on multiple podcasts or even the podcasts I've been able to be on, I learn something every single time. Oh, gold, absolute gold. Thank you so much for being on our podcast and just for sharing these gold nuggets with our listeners. I know that they're going to get a ton out of it and hopefully that they can be a part of the movement of growing their audiences through podcasts as well. So grateful to Benjamin Shapiro for sharing amazing insight on how to get a podcast started and how it can actually be used to grow your business. For more stories from world-class marketers who use technology to generate growth and achieve business and career success, follow and listen to the MarTech Podcast. Well, hero makers, it's time to apply everything you learned with this week's actionable step, a practical step from today's conversation you can immediately use to shape your marketing and clarify your message podcasts are a great way to show your expertise and begin to build trust with an audience that ultimately you can nurture into a relationship with you where they will buy your products or services. It really is a wonderful opportunity to build your business. But so often I think people get nervous about getting started. You know, I know that I was nervous when we very first started way back building a story brand podcast, the very first podcast I was a part of. I was so nervous about it. You know, are people going to like it? Are people going to listen? Are we going to offer value? There were so many questions, but the reality is if you have an expertise and you have information or a philosophy that can ultimately help people grow in their own life, that you can help people solve problems and you can add value, then I think it's important that your voice is heard. And even if you're nervous, if you're nervous about the fact of, you know, can I add to this space? Am I just saying what everybody else is saying? The first thing I want to say to you is, yes, you're right. (laughs) You're probably going to be saying a lot of same things that other people are saying. That's okay. But you get to come to this space with your own voice, your own experiences, your own stories, and your own perspective. And when you bring that to the table, nobody else is going to say what you're saying. So be confident that you have the ability to share value with the world and step into that authority that you already have and can share with more people. The actionable step I want to give you today is this. If you have been thinking about or dreaming about creating a podcast, get started. Just get started. I mean, even if you're just practicing by recording on your phone or recording on your computer before it even goes public or do anything else, don't worry about getting all the equipment. Don't worry about just get started. And even after a while, if you've gotten off track, come back and re-listen to this episode so that you can be inspired again to make your podcast a reality. Like Benjamin said, it's going to take you a little bit to find your voice. So begin the process by just practicing. Get started. Then after you've gotten started, and begin to find your voice a little bit, I want you to record three to five episodes before you put anything out in the universe. I want you to record three or five episodes so you have those ready and in the bank. Now, if you can get up to 10, so you're way ahead, fantastic. That's gonna be even more amazing because it just takes the pressure off your shoulders, but you want to be consistent once you get started. Benjamin talked about that. So make sure you have some in your pocket ready to go for your audience so you can consistently show up for them and offer value in a great way. So if you've been waiting for permission to get started, this is your permission. And now you have some tips and tools that you can use to launch it practically. But the biggest thing I want to say to you is don't shy away from the voice you have. Bring that voice to the world. Bring that voice to the podcast because that voice is valuable and brings valuable insight and can help people not only overcome problems, but live in a world where they can actually become the best versions of themselves as well. Creating a podcast is all about sharing your voice and giving value to your customers, solving their problem, and making them the hero. That's why we call you Hero Makers. That's all for this week's episode of Marketing Made Simple. Thank you so much for listening and believing like us that your marketing should be easy and it should work. Follow Marketing Made Simple wherever you listen to podcasts and don't forget to rate and review the show, letting us know how these tips are clarifying your message and growing your business. We'll see you next week.